Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. This just in, we're going to be joined at 11.05 by the man who will call this insane home opener at the Dome, the Battlehawks and the Arlington Renegades on ESPN2. Tom Hart is going to join us for a few minutes at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. This is crazy that they have reached their sellable capacity. (laughs) This is nuts. They're going to have 40,000 in the Dome for this thing. And these fans are not going to sit on their hands either. I mean, it is going to be loud as can be. That's going to be awesome. Uh, joining us right now, somebody who is very excited, I know, about what's to come later today in the area of basketball. And that's the head coach of the St. Louis University women's team. They are dancing, and I know they are going to be ready to go. And that is Rebecca Tillett. This Billikens report is sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Good morning, Coach Tillett. How are you? Good morning, Tom. How are you? Doing great. Coming to you from Jupiter, Florida, the spring training home of the St. Louis Cardinals. What a time of year this is. You've got St. Louis City, the, the town soccer team, is 3-0. and The Battlehawks are filling the dome. The Cardinals are playing. you got the World Baseball Classic going, hockey's going, and college basketball, as we all know, owns this month. So there's a lot happening, isn't there? There really is. I'm really, really glad we get to be a part of it. Yeah, you well, you darn right you do, and you're going to be dancing in the NCAA tournament. So how are you feeling right now? What's happening within the program? It's been a little while since you were dancing on the floor up in Wilmington, Delaware, after beating UMass. How's your team? We're doing great. We're healthy. Took a little bit of time to regroup, then, you know, got back after it, you know, the past couple of days, and just really looking forward to seeing who our opponent is. You know, because you're preparing a little bit blind, right? You don't know yet what, what type of team you're going to face. And so really looking forward to hearing who that is tonight so we can really narrow down our focus on how to prepare. Yeah, your team plays a style. How would you describe it right now? If you won 11 of your last 12, uh, you beat UMass, you beat Rhode Island, you started making that run in the Atlantic 10. If the Billikens were described right now by, let's say, a national analyst on – one of these networks, how would you like them to be described? You know, I'd like us to be described as just, you know, a team that's smart and tough. 
and, and I think we display that in that, you know, latter half of the season. And it took us some time to get to know each other and figure out how we were going to get this thing going all in the same direction together. But defensively, I think we will dictate and disrupt people. And then offensively, we are hard to guard now because we've got a lot of different options, a lot of people capable of finishing plays. And uh, that that's what I think makes us fun to watch. You are a lot of fun to watch. I was able to call some of your games this year, seven of them, as a matter of fact, on X Radio and enjoyed every last bit of it because you play at a pace that does have a lot of energy. And I, I think you're right. I, I think one of the things, you know, we always talk about Brooke Flowers and her ability to block shots and how much energy that creates in the post, but your perimeter defenders are relentless. I mean, that, that is one of the hallmarks of your team, isn't it? It is. One of our recent opponents said, you know, we were just everywhere. And I think that's what we want it to feel like. And Brooke, wow, just, you know, the storyline of her saying that she came back to win a championship and then for us all to be able to help her fulfill that dream, it doesn't get much better. And then our guards, yeah, on the perimeter trying to disrupt and deflect any pass or, you know, make any action that an opponent's trying to run difficult. I think one of the players that's going to get some attention is Kyla McMakin, and for good reason. Uh, you've gone back-to-back now to the NCAA tournament. You did it with Longwood, and now you've done it with SLU. McMakin was on your team at Longwood, and I told you both this on a show that we did together for SLU, is that she told me, you know, I don't know that a lot of people know this, but the only Division One offer I got was from Longwood. Uh, Rebecca Tillett believed in me. And I am here for her. And she made her way over to St. Louis. And now all she does is score. <laughs> she averaged about <laughs> 17 or 18. She she put 27 on the board against UMass. Yeah, you know, one of the fun storylines behind that is we recruited her late in her senior year. And it was actually Coach Tip- Tiffany Sarden, who's on our staff now, who sent me to see her. And I watched her for, you know, like six minutes of a high school game. And I called Tiffany back. And I'm like, are you sure she's available? I just... How could she still be available? And, um, yeah, just the commitment she's had, obviously, to our process and and what we're trying to do. And, you know, she actually committed to me outside the Cardinal Stadium below the trophy and just kind of walked me over there and said, you know, let's do it again. Um, And even that, like thinking of Brooke's comment, thinking of Kyla's comment to me there, you know, wow, they're – forward thinking of what we could do. And and certainly I believe that we were capable of that. I also have been around a while and know that what we did is not easy to do. So to have those two players belief in what we were trying to do from the beginning before anything had happened is really powerful. Wow. It's so cool. So she committed to you. Was that like the, the big trophy right there in ballpark village? <laughs> yes. Below all the flags, and she was, she got yeah. me too because she was like, you know what all that is, and I'm like explaining it to her like she doesn't know, and she knew the whole time what she was doing. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, that's that's championship stuff right there. I mean, what is the goal here? It, can can you do this? Can you make a run in this NCAA tournament? Are, are you focused on one at a time and not trying to get too far ahead of yourself. I and mean, when you start winning games like you're doing, I, I start dreaming big about this slew women's team. Yeah, I do think you have to go one at a time. I mean, we think we're probably going to get some projections say, you know, we'll play a three seed, a couple say a two. I'm hoping it's a three. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you just you have to come in with that fearlessness and, and that fight that we've been playing with for a long time now. And, 
you know, that's what this tournament is made of, of people, you know, upsetting opponents they're not supposed to beat. So we can't wait. I know the staff is ready. Like, give us the assignment so we can start to work. Yeah, exactly. I saw somebody had you projected against Iowa, but that was about a week or so ago. Who knows? I mean, I, and I've yeah. seen Iowa play. Obviously, they're they're pretty darn good. They won the Big Ten tournament. But, hey, I mean, it's basketball, and it, it is really that. It, it really comes down to playing ball and trying to figure out, you know, how good you really are. And, and having a record of 6-16 six and 16 and then going to 17-17 seventeen and 17 sounds amazing, but anybody that watched – knew that you were starting to play connected and at a high level. And I'll actually go back to the 6-16. Six and 16. I wanted to ask you this. I haven't asked you this in a while. Do you think that scheduling those tough opponents early in the year, I mean, you played some really, really good programs. Did that help you sort of gel or at least understand what you were capable of? You know, I definitely think it helps. Um, I think with our team this year, you know, probably on the cusp of pushing it a little bit because you're also trying to find your identity. And so, you know, if I had to do it over again, maybe I would find a little bit more balance in the way that we scheduled it. Always want to play tough opponents. Though. How, how do you get where you're going if you never play the people that are where you want to be? So I think there's got to be, you know, a good balance in that. But for sure, some of those games absolutely helped us. And then you see some of the teams we played were in the you know end of their conference tournaments too. So in the end, I think it served us well. I also wanted to ask just about capitalizing on the brand, not just SLU, but women's basketball in general in St. Louis and just trying to get everybody to understand what you're putting on the floor and then – of course, there's a recruiting aspect to this. I mean, what better way to promote your brand than to say we were in the NCAA tournament? So how do you sort of plan on, I know you're focusing on a game here, but just in the bigger picture, continuing to grow this program in that fashion? You know, I think that was the question mark for a lot of people in St. Louis is, can we do it? And and when can we do it? And how quickly can we do it? And, you know, you hope that that proves to recruits and their families that, we can do it right here. You can stay right here in an incredible sports community and, and play for your hometown and raise this program, you know, to incredible heights. And I think this is the beginning of what we're trying to do, and we have much more planned in, in future seasons. Could you do what Katie Shields has done, and what do you think of her? I know that the two of you uh, know each other well now. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's certainly the goalpost, right, is to to do what she's done. And I, I do think that the way that SLU invests in women's basketball and the community and the, you know, girls' basketball at the roots level here is capable of doing this. Um, I think in terms of Katie, we try to steal a couple minutes anytime we can. Obviously, both really busy women serving our teams, um, but every chance we get to talk, um, you know, leadership and um, just the development of our teams. I think we both take it, you know, really seriously and, and look for those opportunities often. I've got two quick ones left for you. And Jerry Palm of CBS Sports is going to join us here at 1045 to project uh, the men's side of things. He's the bracketologist for CBS Sports. Unfortunately, he's not going to have SLU in there. Uh, it's widely known that A-10 is a is a one-bid league, and, and the men uh, ran out of magic yesterday, losing to VCU. But what a season. And there's more to come. They'll, they'll play some, some more basketball, I would assume. But Travis Ford and his team uh, gave it a go. They were near the top of the league, weren't they? But they just came up short. 
Yeah, you know, really rooting for them. And um, I know yesterday was a tough one. So thinking about them today and looking forward to the future with them as well. I wanted to ask you one more thing, and that is just women's basketball in general. We, we've talked a lot about the future of the game, but where do you think it is and, and what do you think needs to be accomplished? Final thing for Rebecca Tillett, the head coach at SLU, uh, to get women's basketball more in the spotlight. And it is. It, it is getting more and more exposure. You know, I've been going to the Final Four for years, even when I was a high school coach, and you just see the arenas packed, and and there are so many people who are passionate about women's basketball. And you and I have talked before, it's equal part on those of us that are in the game and working through the, you know, wins and losses and, and building programs, and it's also on the media to also tell the story. And I think, you know, Tom, we've thanked you a lot, but your ability to tell our story throughout the year this year helped our team, both in ways that impact winning and also in the outreach in the community. So thank you for that. And and let's all keep growing the game for these women that put forth so much effort. I appreciate that. It is on us uh, in a lot of ways to give women the platform, uh, to give them the prime time, to give them the locations, the venues, the, the equal training facilities and ability to do great things and that is starting to happen you can see it growing right before our eyes and there were some big names that tried to do that uh, starting with pat summit and so many others to get women's college basketball on the map and here we are SLU is going to the ncaa tournament i just like saying that now we're going to find <laughs> out later today who they play that's the head coach rebecca tillett coach thank you so much best to you today and we'll see who you draw Thank you so much, Tom. Talk to you soon. You got it. Selection Sunday here on KMOX. Coming to you from Jupiter, Florida, the spring training home of the Cardinals. But we talk more basketball. All right, Mizzou, Illinois. Where are they going to be when Selection Sunday announcements come out later tonight on CBS? Jerry Palm works for CBS as the bracketologist. will get his thoughts next on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.